morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and it's Wednesday, and that means during Heaven Week, this is episode number three of looking at our future destination of heaven. In heaven, there is no time. Missionary to Vanuatu in the late 1800s, John G. Payton, was writing about the death of one of his first native converts in his book, 30 Years Among the South Sea Cannibals. Payton said, quote, while staying at Anitium, I learned with as deep emotion as a man ever felt for man, that noble old Abraham, that sharer of my tannies, trials, had during the interval peacefully fallen asleep in Jesus. He left for me his silver watch, one which I had myself sent to the dear soul from Sydney, which he greatly prized. In his dying hour, he said, give it to Missy, my own Miss Peyton, and tell him that I go to Jesus where time is dead. That's the end of the Peyton quote. Now that converted cannibal had a real and profound grasp of his position in Christ. I have read many times in the Bible that in heaven, sin will be dead, tears will be dead, sorrow will be dead, but I never read anything put quite like that, where in heaven, time is dead. What will it be like when we are never running late? When the good labors we perform stretch endlessly ahead in joy and interest, but not in constriction of artificial hours or days. When we don't have birthdays or appointments, when there's no catching up, falling behind, getting ahead, Instead, all our tasks and meetings simply unfold perfectly and in a pace that is like the very river of life streaming majestically from the fount, constant and perfect. God instituted seasonal time and he instituted day and night. Psalm 104.19, Genesis 1.14. He did this for the benefit of man, certainly not because God needed to mark time himself. He dwells in eternity where it is all time at once. The clock measures time precisely in specific increments. And it's this mechanism more than any other that has subdued man. The clock at once has inhibited man in his actions and also catalyzed man in his actions. I'm late, I'm early, I'm behind, I'm on time, I deserve a gold star. The clock segments a teacher's day. It regulates the inmate's day. It formulates the train conductor's day, the pilot and the bus driver. The clock convicts the chronic tardiness of the employee the clock dares, the clock monetizes, you know, time is money. Anarchist George Woodcock wrote in his 
uh, book, The Tyranny of the Clock. Socially, the clock had more radical influence than any other machine in that it was the means by which the regimentation of life necessary for an exploiting system of industry could be attained. The clock provided the means by which time, a category so elusive that no philosophy has yet determined its nature, could measure, be measured concretely in more tangible forms of space provided by the circumference of a clock dial. Time as duration became disregarded and all men began to talk and think always in lengths of time, just as if they were talking about lengths of calico. And time being now measurable in mathematical symbols became regarded as a commodity to be bought and sold the same way as any other commodity. It's the end of the quote from Woodcock's Tyranny of the Clock. Sadly, he did not know that liberating man from the tyranny of the clock would only enslave him to another device, another machine, another apparatus, whatever it may be. Certainly these days, we seem to be enslaved to smartphones. God created time for our benefit, and ever since, he has been ordaining its orderly progression, despite man's over-dependence on the clock. Because 2 Peter 3.8 says, Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. You know, in heaven, time is dead. However, without clocks, in heaven, the orderly progression of all things will still continue because God is God of heaven as he is God of earth. Our liberation from the tyranny of the clock will free us in ways we cannot even imagine. That old cannibal, new man, Peyton's convert, Abraham of Vanuatu, he knew. He went where time is dead and men are alive where there are no clocks, but precision is more precise than it has been anywhere on earth. Ephesians 1.10 says, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In heaven, we will experience life without time. In heaven, time is dead, but the saints are alive. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day.